What's going on, guys? My name is David Gibbs. I am the host and founder of this podcast, SIDcast, a podcast resource dedicated to telling stories and sharing the experiences of the sports information and athletic communications profession. Before we get any further into today's episode, I would like you to go over to iTunes or wherever you get this podcast and leave us a rating and review. It helps the show to grow up on the charts as well as continue to tell the SID story. Also, be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Sports Infocast and sign up for our newsletter at sidcast.fireside.fm slash newsletter. Now, let's get into today's conversation. Guys, welcome back to another quick episode of SIDcast. And just real quick before we uh, get any further into today, I want to talk with you uh, about signing up for our newsletter. If you haven't done so already or uh, you changed a, uh, an email address, like you got a new job or something like that, uh, fill out the form at sidcast.fireside.fm slash newsletter. Uh, that's sidcast.fireside.fm slash newsletter. And uh, either sign up or update yourself. You'll be thrown into a, a, a Substack group. That's the software that I use for my my um, my newsletters that I send out every Thursday morning at 8 a.m. Eastern time. Uh, Think about doing it later because, I mean, what is that? 5 a.m. out on the West Coast, and we do have a lot of West Coast listeners, so might bump that back a little bit to maybe nine or ten. But uh, yeah, I, it would be grateful to me, and mean that you get your uh, SID Cast episodes directly to your inbox. So, uh, be sure to do that. Like I said, uh, this was a quick one today. I had, uh, something important I needed to do on Monday when we recorded. Um, I won't say what yet because David is, is, is not ready for that to say just yet. Um, but, uh, nonetheless, we have Sam Boyle back on. He came on the show when, when he initially reached out to me again, just to say hi, and that he was available. Um, I was like uh, okay maybe we just had you on last january and then i started thinking i was like maybe that wasn't last january maybe that was two years ago so i looked on the uh, episode directory uh, on the website and uh sure enough i hadn't talked to him since 2018 i was like heck yeah we can have you back on so happy to have him back um if you want to listen to a lot more of, of the in-depth stuff, uh, also judge how we used to interview back in 2018, uh, that would be a good way to do it. You can go to sidcast.fireside.fm and you can search uh, Sam Boyle in the, uh, in, in the search episodes and you'll be able to, uh, to find him that way. Um, I'm going to introduce him real quick, I think. I don't want to like ruin that first episode for you guys or for him. Um, Started working at at uh, at Marion up in Wisconsin. Um, got his start there. He was a coach's son, so he's always been able to to work with uh, the coaches as need be. Um, have really no problem, as we discussed in today's episode, about being able to speak with them. Uh, worked under Luke Paterosi. Um and then found himself going down to Oklahoma for his grad school, which is kind of it's like complete culture shock i think if you go back and listen to that and then eventually found himself um back when we last met up with him at episode 57 uh at alverno before uh 
dipping down, and that's where we left it left off. Uh, and I just checked a little bit ago, and it was actually 2017 since we had listened to him. So um, he dipped down to the assistance position over at uh, Mountain Union University in uh, Ohio uh, before coming back to work with Carthage. So we go through all that. Uh, so Alverno on. I mean, we don't want to like take up too much of your time and he's already told this story before and you can go back and listen to that like i said at sidcast.fireside.fm slash 57 he's almost 100 episodes after that fact but um yeah we'll, we'll talk about how he felt it necessary to work with the uh, minor league a startup minor league baseball team to learn more about the video streaming stuff just to learn more new skills things like that we'll even talk today about towing that fine line between being a uh a mentor to your student athletes, your student workers, as well as being their sports information director. And uh, but first, we will start off today with his sport background growing up right here on SID Cast. Oh, um, you know, I. Originally, when I went to Marion, I went to Marion University in Fond du Lac. Um, I originally wanted to be a musician. Um, I, I was going to be a, uh, a music major um, and do all of that. But uh, the thing about that is I can't read music. I can't read sheet music. Um, I can play music. Um, anything that you give me, I can pick up and play by ear. But when it comes to reading sheet music, I can't read it. So I can pick up any instrument, drums, bass, guitar, anything like that. But when it comes to reading sheet music, I can't read sheet music. Um, so that was a bit of a problem. And then there was a little bit of a period in there where I thought, okay, maybe um, sport and rec management, maybe do that. Um, at the time, I was the men's soccer manager. So I kind of had kind of like a sport background and then, you know, I thought, you know, maybe, maybe do more, um, stats wise. So then I talked to, um, my boss or the boss at the time of the SID at Marion, Luke Pedrosi and him and I just had a dialogue of, of just saying, okay, maybe this is kind of the right path for you is maybe just start out as an intern for them, uh, the athletic department and see what kind of what you like, what you don't like, if you want more of an ops or if you want more of a sport information uh, background or that kind of job style. St style. So that's kind of how I kind of how I started. And I've been this is my sixth year of doing SID work. Crazy to think about that. It's already been six years. But yeah, I've, I've this is what I like. This is what I like to do. And I don't see myself doing anything else. A lot of people, I think, when they try something like that and then they're like, oh, I don't like this. I don't want to work in sport anymore. Mm -hmm. um, they kind of get hot, caught up in, in, in that thinking. But you had the benefit of having those conversations with Luke and then um, having those different experiences. How did that benefit you moving forward? How much did it help if we didn't already know and narrowing down what you wanted to do in this career field? You know, I've, I've talked to a lot of former SIDs like Luke and a bunch of people that have moved on from SID work. Um, and I've talked to them just saying, how, how is it going? How's life without SID? And they say a, a part of them doesn't like being around 
um, SID work, but a part of them loves it at the same time. It's a kind of yin and yang type of thing where yeah. you miss kind of being around a team or you're following a team like all season. Um, and then once they do really well or get to the conference tournament or get to the national championship tournament, um, they, they miss that kind of atmosphere of being around that. But, you know, it's like I said, I, I don't see myself doing anything else. Even the thought of doing anything else hasn't even crossed my mind. Um, but it's it's something that, you know, I love to do. I love being around the atmosphere. I love doing um you know, that kind of work, this kind of work. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. it's just, I guess it's my niche. It's just something that I like to do. Okay. Well, perfect. Um, you meant, I think I remember last time your dad is a coach. I, how mm-hmm. did that kind of influence you a little bit? Um, how, how has he been a proponent in your sport career growing up? Uh, well, I mean, obviously just being around basketball 24 seven, I've always said that, when I grew up, I, I don't have any brothers. I have only a sister that's younger and being around, you know, 18 to 23 year old guys, those are basically your older brothers. And I, I think I said this on the last episode, but every time it was, you know, the alumni game or whatever, they, they would always come back and it was always like my brothers were coming home and a lot of them I still talk to and they still look at me as their, their little brother. And I, I still look at them as my, you know, my big brothers. And that was, that was one of the big things that when I got into SID work, that was one of the things that, you know, I can kind of handle student athletes and I can talk talk to them in that kind of manner, not being a administrative figure, but more of uh, a friend or someone to talk to. When I was at Alverno, a lot of the student athletes would come into my office and just talk to me you know, just about anything. If they wanted to vent, I was there. If they wanted to, you know, just talk to me or anything like that. It was nice to share an office with uh, the softball GA at the time as well. So a lot of uh, the dialogue between her and I and the student athletes was a lot of just, just conversations about anything, anything you can think of. We were talking about it. Um, So I like that aspect of it. Um, being around uh, athletic department for 24 years, you kind of know all the coaches, you kind of know how they act. So getting that variety of how to handle certain coaches and their personality, that was a, a kind of a big thing for me. Uh, and that's something that I still kind of refer to going through working as well as, you know, not every coach is going to be um, – like the the best personality or they're going to have the the greatest mindset or their mindset is going to be a little different than your mindset. So you got to learn to adapt. You got to learn to, um, you know, work with them hand in hand because it's a two way street, obviously uh, the communication there. You, if you want something from them um, you obviously they'll give it back to you as well. So, I mean, it's, it's something that, you know, being around coaches and, you know, learning about how to act around them. That's something that I learned as well. And it's, it's really helped shaped my career so, so far, because not everybody is around, you know, athletic department for 24 years. I'm kind of unique in that aspect where, you know, I can 
go into a different athletic department and kind of, you know, feel my way through all the different coaches' personalities, whether it's, you know, they're super hard and super gruff or they're, they're really nice and super friendly, that type of thing. I know how to handle pretty much any personality that you throw at me. Yeah. And I think there's a danger with, with doing that a little bit because, um, being able to shape your personality around someone else might be, uh, you know, changing yourself for somebody else in any situation, True. but it sounds like you've got it down to where, um, you know, the conversations that need to be had. And right. if, if one person is like, like super straight to the point, you don't want to like fluff around a subject a little bit. Right. Oh, absolutely. Like if I need something, you know, Say, say I need a, a roster before the end of the season or the start of the season, and this person is not giving me a roster when I need it. Mm-hmm. I have, I've had conversations where I said, Hey, I need this roster. I need to, I need to report it to the NCAA for before your competition, that type of thing. When, yeah. when I need to be stern and I need something ASAP, I can be. But obviously, you know, different person like i said different personalities and a lot of people are everybody operates differently and it's just kind of adapting to um how people operate yeah i see this as kind of uh i just got done reading david goggins his book uh, can't hurt me and he always talked about how there's uh the formula for pi or formula for like any math equation um no two people's math equation is the same uh, the way you deliver news to one person is going to be different than the way you deliver it to another person. And that doesn't mean that you have to become a whole new person able to deliver those sorts of things. Like I had a friend in high school whose mom would uh, change for depending on who she was talking to. She would gain an accent. She would lose an accent. She might gain another one by talking to a different person. And that's just not how this works. Um, right. But like you said, you've had those experiences um, you stay true to who you are and you, you know what needs to be done. So how would you say to somebody who is either just starting out in this field or maybe wants to uh, work on being a little bit more personable or just having those open conversations with those student athletes like you've had? Um, well, it helps that a lot of my student athletes that weren't in season helped me during games, if that makes sense. So yeah. for instance, men's volleyball would help out for women's volleyball. So I would get that, that, that dynamic of kind of learning, okay, these are the men's volleyball players. This is who's going to play come their season and vice versa. When, you know, uh, women's volleyball is going to help out with men's volleyball. When that starts up, uh, that's actually starting up the, uh, this Friday. So soon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah it, it comes at you fast. Um, so, you know, there's always that dynamic. Um, I was fortunate enough to, go to Florida with um, uh, softball when I was at Alverno. And then this past year I went with baseball to Florida. So you get that one-on-one kind of get to know your student athletes because you're there basically a week with, with these, these student athletes and these coaches. And I was one of those people that had to drive one of the vans. So that's even more personal time to get to know these student athletes as well. So that's, that's kind of unique as well. I mean, not a lot of people want to drive around student athletes in a bus or a van in Florida in hot degree weather where drivers are a little crazy down there. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, 
it's 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 a unique it's a unique experience because you're getting to know these players you're getting to be around um like i said you're getting to be around them for a week so you really get to know them and that kind of grew my relationship with a lot of the softball players at alberno when i was there and a lot of them i still talk to today a lot of them are uh invited to my wedding when it comes up as well so that's that's going to be a, a great reunion because I don't get to see them as often as I'd like to, obviously with me being in Wisconsin, but in Kenosha and them being in Milwaukee, it's a little, it's a little bit of a drive. It's only about 45 minutes, but obviously I'm, I'm doing stuff. They're all graduated. They're all doing different stuff. Um, so I don't get to see them um, as much as I'd like, but I still, I still talk to them when I can. Mm-hmm. How do you toe that fine line of being an athlete's friend versus being their sports information director and a mentor, really? Um, you know, there's there's a lot of uh, – it depends on, I guess, the student athlete. I've had a, a bunch of student workers that have wanted to get into um, SID work, and so then I become kind of a, a mentor to them. Um, Brian Litke, who's now the um, – graduate assistant for sports information at Lakeland College. He was one of those people that was just a student worker, but did a lot of PA work. And him and I were both interns when we interned at the Doc Spiders, their inaugural year. Um, And then he just started to get more into SID work and really liked the, um, the work that SIDs were doing. So a lot of it was him bouncing off ideas about, you know, how this is handled, what do you do for this, what do you like about this graphic, things SID should do and shouldn't do, yeah. that type of thing. So him and I, we always have a dialogue. I talk to him basically every day and we bounce back ideas, um, different ways to handle different things, schedules, anything SID related, him and I are talking about it. Um, but we also, you know, we talk about sports, we talk about music, we talk about uh, TV, we're big Simpsons lovers, so we talk about Simpsons quite a bit. Um, so there's always that, but, you know, there's there's always a fine line. Obviously, you can tell when there's a student athlete or a student worker that is really into um, our line of work, SID work, and, you know, just starting them out, whether it's being, you know, statting or just doing you know, minimum work around the office, that kind of dynamic kind of shows them what, what SIDs can do and what they can provide to people. So that kind of gives them an idea of, okay, maybe this is something that I want to do when I graduate. And that was, that was, that was one of the things that, you know, kind of steered me in the right direction of being an intern and then, you know, going to Northwestern and doing all that. And here I am six years later, still doing SID work. So it kind of, you know, goes back to all that as well. You mentioned the Fond du Lac Doc Spiders. Um, I think we talked last time about having that, being able to take that opportunity and um, kind of not really a detour, but kind of a little pit stop along the way in your journey. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of remind everybody, what was the importance of doing that? Because you learned a valuable skill while you were there. Did you know? Yeah. So I, I, I learned a lot, actually. I learned, you know, I – my initial thought was, okay, this is a, a, a minor league baseball team that's going into their inaugural season. Um, and then I just really wanted to uh, work and learn 
um, public address or not public address video production stuff. Um, And I had some kind of um, background knowledge about video production, but I didn't have um, a lot of the extended experience basically. So, you know, that was basically we're doing 110 games or 100 games, whatever it is over a couple of months. You're doing that for, oh, geez, I mean, a long time. <laughs> so there's, yeah. there's a lot of practice and a lot of uh, stuff that gets implemented during that. Lower thirds, upper thirds, um, widgets, all this different stuff. Um, you kind of just take it all in and that's stuff that I can apply to now using different graphics, using uh, different programs to make graphics, make videos, that type of thing. That was one of the the main things that I wanted to get out of working with the Doc Spiders was just video stuff. Um, and I've done, I had, like I said, I've done, I did video stuff before making different things using different programs, but this was more of um, kind of a, game day production type of aspect to it where Mm -hmm. you're switching from different cameras to um, you're putting in commercials, you're putting in different things. And that's something that um, going forward, I kind of could implement to different things, working with uh, a commentary person, getting them reads and rosters and um, stats beforehand, that type of thing. That was something that, I hadn't done before and working with the doc spiders that really helps as well because it's more, it was more of a production. Um, it was more yeah. of a real production. It was more of an actual, this is what you would see on national TV, that type of thing. It's a, it's a baseball game. You're, you're watching a baseball game on a computer and you want it to make it look like you're watching a baseball game on the national level. If you were watching it on Fox sports or anything like that, or the you know, MLB network. So, that was kind of, you know, the the thing that I kind of wanted to implement when I went to Alverno was just to make it more of a, a production event. And I, I felt like that was already kind of there, but to just kind of push it into a new gear as well. And then when I got to Carthage, that was already um, that was already implemented here as well. So it's kind of, you know, we have a video production crew that does a lot of the the stuff here for every home game here. We do um, a big, huge production uh, for starting lineups, all this different stuff. So we do, we do quite a lot here. Uh, more, I would say, than your average Division three school, just because we want the um, Division three um, environment a little better and uh, make it more like if you were at a Division two or a Division one kind of venue as well. Well, you kind of mentioned Alverno there a little bit, and then you talked about Carthage and where you are at now. You've got some some space to fill in, in the past two years, so mm-hmm. um, you took a little detour. I keep using the word detour. It's not really a detour. You dipped down to Mount Union, Ohio. Yes. Um, what made you want to do that? I mean, you were a sports information director at Alverno, and then you went to an assistant spot with the uh, Purple Raiders. Yeah, so – my time at Alverno was short, unfortunately. It just didn't work out um, the way that I wanted it to. Um, and then 
Lenny uh, Reich, who's at Mount Union, him and I go back way back. He was the SID at Marion way back when, I think it was 2000 or 99. So I was about uh, seven or eight at the time when Lenny was there, but I still kind of remember him. He, him and I used to live closely enough that um, him, uh, we would, my parents would house sit for his house when he was out of town, mm. that type of thing. That's funny. Um, so that was, that was really nice. And that was just, it was just one of those, you know, rare opportunities where he had an opening and it just worked out with my career. So I thought, okay, well, if I want to learn, you know, SID work and all this stuff, who learned it better from than Lenny? Cause Lenny, Lenny is one of the best that have ever been in SID works before. And, um, he, him and I have always had a, you know, a dynamic of, you know, kind of what SID should do. And when I got there, he basically, he didn't te teach me everything, but he gave me the right tools to progress my career. And I really appreciate him for doing that, you know, being around, obviously, Mount Union football being what it is, kind of the two-headed monster that it is, being around that atmosphere. Um, and then, you know, being around um, a wide variety of sports that always, you know, they all succeeded in some capacity, whether it was making the tournament or making the, um, you know, the NCAA tournament with uh, football, just kind of being around an aspect of what, you know, different kind of schools, how they operate, how, how teams operate, how, uh, kind of a, a different conference kind of operates as well because I hadn't been around a different conference in a dip, uh, a, a while, you know, being around, you know, the knack for Alverno and, and then Marion. So it, it was, it was very, it was, it was a very nice experience just to be in a different environment, in a different in, uh, atmosphere, working with different coaches, that type of thing. And, you know, I wouldn't, I would, if I were to do it all again, I would do it in a heartbeat. And if that position was more of a, a permanent position, I would probably be still still there. And it, it's unfortunate that it's it's not more of a permanent position. But, you know, that that type of thing happens. And that's that's one of the things that Lenny had told me going in was this is kind of a this is a stepping stone for your next job is that's that's basically how I thought of it, how he thought of it, um, you know, and obviously the long distance relationship was kind of hard for, for a year, but you know, it was only a year and now I'm back and now I've got a fiance. So it kind of worked out in that aspect as well. So it's just, I've said it before. I'll say it again. Lenny is one of the greatest. Um, and to just to be around that atmosphere was great, but also to learn how to handle different things, just to learn how to deal with different aspects, how to write a different way how to cover different sports that was just something that i needed and that was something that i'm, I'm grateful that i went to mount union mount union is a great place to learn and to learn from lenny is just one of the greatest things ever let's talk a little bit about how you got back to wisconsin because i mean some people obviously like myself i'd love to stay in indiana but i i understand that i might have to leave in mm -hmm. may um but you got to come back. I mean, yeah. uh, what was the uh, what was the job search process like? I mean, how did you find yourself at Carthage? Um, spare no detail for us. Oh, uh, so I had actually 
I was always looking because I knew I wasn't going to have to stay. I wasn't going to stay in Mount Union. Um, so I had started my kind of search for a new place to to live and also to work um, in January of 2019. So I had started, you know, applying different things like that. And then one day I came into work um, and Lenny said that one of the SIDs that he knows, obviously knowing Lenny knows everybody basically in the division three, the level. Right. So one of the SIDs in the conference, the CCIW conference had reached out to him saying, Hey, this guy's leaving from Carthage. Um, they're looking to get someone to come in and fill in that role right now. Um, be um, kind of the assistant because they, they had already had an assistant here. So they had promoted the assistant at Carthage to uh, the interim. And then I would take over as the assistant and be the interim assistant um, kind of then. So Lenny had gotten this. Um, he reached out to uh, the AD uh, here at Carthage, Michelle Manning, who coincidentally enough is a Mountain Union grad, did not yeah. know that. Uh, so Lenny had kind of worked that um, kind of dynamic and he had set me up to talk with Michelle and her and I had a conversation. She told me that um, she would really like me to come here. Um, but she obviously wanted to open up the search in um, April or May just to kind of, you know, see if there's anybody out there that would be more qualified for the job. Not that I was not, but, you know, you know how that is. I'll mm -hmm. have to have a, you know, a, a search for it as well. So I told her, you know, as much as I, I would love to be there right now, I can't, you know, obviously come back and then all of a sudden, come May, I don't have a job again, because that would not be great. Um, so I just told her, you know, let me know when you open up the search. I would more than gladly enough, you know, apply. And then I'm very interested in all this stuff. And then I had a couple interviews. I, I did a couple interviews with a couple of uh, different schools. I had an interview with the Division One school. Um, and then I had another uh, interview with the Division Three school within this span of uh, January to to May and, you know, just kind of put my feelers out there um, and just trying to see what I kind of wanted to do or kind of wanted to live or all that different stuff. And then um, I got a call from Michelle again um, in May and she said, hey, we're going to open up the search. Are you still interested in applying? And I told her, yeah, I would be very interested. And, um, you know, I, I applied. I got an, an interview in uh, late June. And then I got an on-campus interview not shortly after that. And then I started working in July. So I, I've been here since July. And um, Carthage is a great place to be. And I, this is one of the places where I, I feel like I can, I can spend multiple years here um, and just kind of build that kind of relationship with not only the coaches here, but the SIDs and the CCIW and also, you know, my – my my kind of connection with student athletes as well perfect well uh congratulations on coming back congratulations on getting uh engaged seems like thank a lot kind of a whirlwind before from the last time we talked yeah to you. yeah a lot, a lot of things have happened um like i said obviously when i was in mount union the long distance is not the most ideal thing to do for a, a relationship but that was you know that was a, a step that obviously we couldn't avoid her and I, mm -hmm. um, but she's, she's glad that I am back. Um, uh, 
let's see, I proposed December 16th. I did it before a Bucks game. Uh, so we went huh. to, uh, this was, was our first game in the new arena. Um, so she had no idea this was coming. Um, we took a picture by one of the Bucks logos, and then I proposed, and she was shocked. And then we went and saw the uh, Bucks play, and they unfortunately lost and ended their long winning streak of, of wins, but... I got the win for the night, so that exactly, was exactly yeah. <laughs> you sucked all the air out of out of them for them. So yeah, congratulations! Yeah. Thank you. You got to tell Giannis you're sorry. Yes. Anyway, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, let's. Go, I'm going to wrap it up here a little bit early, but I want to ask you some uh, some kind of final questions that you've already heard before. Um, how about your favorite memory in your professional tenure? Oh man, you know. Um, I have two actually. So when I was at Mount Union, just being around um, playoff football, seasonal, you know, the NCAA championship football, and having you know like an ESPN crew coming in, that was really uh, really cool. We were close to um, hosting College Game Day, so that was even more cool. Was just to, to be around that kind of conversation. But um, I, w- I would say my best memory so far would be this past year, our women's volleyball team at Carthage did really well. Um, they finished the season, um, regular season champs, uh, conference uh, tournament champs. They were 31-4, and 8-0 um, in conference. They did really well. And then we went to the uh, NCAA tournament. We won our regional in Chicago. We beat the... Uh, number five team in the nation and then and then the number two team in the nation um, wow. which was pretty cool and we beat those both in uh, five sets and which was really this was really cool because um, we had only gone to five sets um, like four times throughout the whole year which is very uh, unique and it obviously doesn't happen that often and we no. were uh, let's see, four and one in games going to five sets. And then um, unfortunately we lost in the uh, semifinals, but, you know, it was great to be around that atmosphere of being, you know, around an NCAA championship and traveling team and covering them. But, you know, it, it's, it's, it's a fun time, obviously for, you know, the student athletes involved, but also for me, because I've never had the privilege of covering a team that, that went that far before. Mm-hmm. And it was it's something that a learning experience for me, but also, you know, you're taking all this in um, and being around the student athletes was great. They're, they're all great bunch to be around. And it was just, it was, it was, it was a great time. Perfect. Well, that sounds awesome. Um, let's see. You've learned a lot in these past couple of years, it sounds like, but what's one thing now that you're at Carthage, you're interested in learning more about in this profession? Um, I, I, I would say, more, I don't know, writing. Uh, obviously, writing isn't really what it used to be, say, five years ago or 10 years ago. Um, it's really kind of become more, you know, this happened here. Um, this is These are the facts. The next game is blah, 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 that type of thing. Those are kind of your recaps now. Um, so, my writing hasn't 
Um, always been the greatest when I was at Alverno. It was okay, but then when I got to Mount Union, it was substantially better. And that was, you know, because of, you know, Lenny being around the the, the industry and the SID work for so long. He's kind of, he knows what to do with, you know, press releases and how to handle different situations. But just to, just to expand my knowledge of um, word uh, counts, or not word counts, but, you know, vocabulary. Yeah. My vocabulary of words, because, you know, you can only say a team lost 3-2 or a team won six to four in how many innings that type of thing so many times you gotta you gotta figure out how to award that differently um every time and not make it more stagnant that type of thing as well so i would say you know just learning um just expanding my vocabulary um as well as you know maybe uh just basic sid work what can i do to make myself better um, and then all that that goes with it. Awesome. Next time, so just real quick, next time somebody is in the uh, Kenosha area, I know you said it's about a 45-ish minute drive from uh, Milwaukee. What's your restaurant or bar recommendation? Um, probably the waterfront. It's right on the lake. Um, it's really nice. They sell, um, you know, your basic uh, sports bar food. Um, and then there's also this other place. It's called Mason's, which is really nice, which is kind of right down the street from where I'm living now. I, that's where I usually go. It's uh, it's a sports bar. So they have, uh, you know, sports bar food, sports bar atmosphere, but they also, they have live music once in a while. And it's a, it's a really nice place. It's really got a lot of uh, memorabilia around the, the walls, a bunch of different jerseys. Um, it's just a, it's a nice place to be. Perfect. Um, if anybody wanted to get in touch with you, had any questions for you, what would be the best way to do it? Uh, so I am on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. Um, my Twitter handle, if I can remember correctly, let me pull it up real quick. Okay. Um, it is Sam underscore Boyle 22. Um, my Instagram is London calling 22. That's probably the best two ways to get in touch with me. Um, obviously I respond to, I'm on email, basically 24 seven getting emails, but that's another way to get in touch with me as well. Um, other than that, you know, phone call or text as well. I will respond to that too. Okay, cool. Well, Sam, I'm going to link uh, episode one in the show description. We'll even kind of have a little bit of an intro to you um, and kind of reiterate that uh, ep- episode. I don't even remember what episode you were. It's been two years now. And we're <laughs> you're 145 now. So That's crazy. Yeah. So, well, again, second time around, we all do very much appreciate you coming on. Thank you again. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate you for having me back.